Everybody's working. With that time, yours. Last episode, we powered through with no Seth Kaiser. Today, we look ahead to roster cutdown day, and we're going to have Nate Taylor in sort of a text format, but it means Seth is here, and if nothing else, the Josh Briscoe superfans right now have to be loving the direction Times Ours is going in right now. That's me. I'm Josh Briscoe. Nate Taylor is usually the person I introduce next, but he is out for today's episode. The band's going to be all together at some point again soon, but Seth Kaiser is here, so that's good. Seth, how are you feeling knowing that you're going to get like an equal amount of the show that Nate got last week? Second billing promotion. <laughs> I'm here. That's right. Never giving it back, Nate. You never get to talk second again. That's it. You snooze, you lose. I'm sorry, Mr. Full-Time Writer and stuff. Nope, it's all me now. And Josh, I, I want you to know I'm coming for you. Because I can yeah, do you that. Are, I can do that. Welcome jobs. to Times Ours, everybody. See? <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. It's so easy. What comes next? What comes next? I, I I didn't say I'm ready now. Like, you know, I'm taking notes. Oh. Ask what comes next. Yep, that's good. I'll give you the I'll give you some tips and tricks uh yeah. whenever we whenever we get off he, air. I'll I'll help you take my job. I'm kind of the Alex Smith to your Patrick Mahomes, you know. I, I know I can see the writing on the wall. I'm gonna be the consummate professional and uh and yeah. I'm going to tell you that really the main thing is just talk for a little bit and then ask someone else a question. Alan, you know what? That actually does make a lot of sense. I did want to add that, you know, you'd mentioned the Josh Briscoe fan club, criminally yeah. underrepresented group. And so yeah. to see them getting their due, <laughs> hey, those of you who follow Josh's every move around with hearts in your eyes, this show's yeah. for you. Yeah, it's and it's uh, again underrepresented in terms of I think of just how much we talk about them. But I mean <laughs> that that specific that specific fan base is rabid. In fact, like I'm afraid to leave my house because they found it at this point. They're all because they're literally rabid. Like I'm <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all foaming at the mouth. And honestly, I'm concerned that it started when one of them bit me and then got my rabies. It was a whole thing. Yeah, you you're more of a functional rabid person as opposed to <laughs> right. Uh, I can right. see this is gonna go so badly without Nate. Nate's gonna be listening to this like functional rabid. What are they? <laughs> no, guys, he's sitting here right now. Right now, I'm looking into the future and I see Nate driving to Arrowhead to cover the team, which he does so professionally. And he's yeah. listening right now and he's going, "No, guys, stop it!" He's having to pull over and like collect himself because he so angry and that's okay yeah. and yeah. we're gonna make him late to arrowhead and that's gonna be our fall the whole empire is collapsing because we said functionally rabid uh but listen if it, it i would say times ours listeners are functionally rabid i think that and that i mean that is a, the highest compliment i could possibly give absolutely uh, but we uh we have a roster cutdown day coming on Saturday, and some teams have made a few moves here and there. But we're gonna look at at Nate's roster projections, and then we'll kind of talk about what we thought of his choices there. Uh, plus, if you'd like to just sort of kick this around, um, I saw the Chief Super Bowl ring. I was watching like the ceremony, them giving those out and everything, right? Uh huh. Um, which took I will say quite a long time because they went kind of <laughs> player by player. It took it took a little while. But the payoff was worth it. The ring is beautiful. And no bleep, Patrick is not the Mahomes with the largest single diamond from that night, which is one of the most bonkers things that's ever happened in the world. My wife showed me, uh, well, okay, I, I look, there's no way they listen. But on the off chance something insane no. happens, congratulations no, to Patrick and Brittany. That's awesome. Yeah, congratulations. They're yeah. not listening, but congratulations anyway. Yeah, there's literally no way. I honestly, I always find it kind of disingenuous when people like say like happy Mother's Day to their mother who's not on Facebook. It's like, no, you want people to pay attention <laughs> to you. Like, stop it. Stop it look right now. Look at how good of a son I am. It's like, yeah. yeah Exactly. Oh God, we're all such narcissists, aren't we? Yeah, and and we really so are. that's really I doubt that this would ever get them. But hey, good for them. Welcome to the good life. Uh it, it's awesome. And seriously, that ring, holy crap. That's just like I think he actually like that was like a special order from some cave in Africa where he was yeah. just like, I need you to find something that I could use to like, you know kill a bear with well maybe not kill yeah a bear. i need i need i need a diamond that could refract uh sunlight in a way that could burn <laughs> a hole through a barn 
that, what I need. That, that is much better than what I said. <laughs> you said kill a bear. I did. I I I I was in the air. Did you use an analogy of of, of Nate? So you see how desperately we miss him. I was in the air. I was looking yep. around for someone to pass the ball or to shoot or what, and I had nowhere to go with it, and so I went with killing a bear. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. I think I think Patrick Mahomes bought that ring with Clark Hunt's credit card. Like I just think at this point. <laughs> I think they just have sort of like a like a system where it's like where Clark's like, look, if you want to just if if you need to buy something that's more than, um, I don't know. I honestly, I almost threw a number out on that. I have no idea how much diamond like that would cost. Literally, literally, have no idea. You might have a better idea because you're like a grown adult with money and stuff, Seth. Dude, I, the last time I looked at diamond costs was when I proposed to Jazz. When I proposed yeah. to Jazz, I had like just gotten ago. a job working at a steel stamping plant that paid me nine dollars an hour. Um, and so the ring that I could afford, I think I got on credit. Oh man. Why did she marry me? Like, should we pull it a thread here for a little bit? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Nate's not here. Yeah. What was she (laughs) thinking specifically? Like every time my wife and I talk about us getting together initially, I always question her judgment. It's like, yeah, where, where was, where was your head at there? But it, it was, it's a princess cut and I went for very good clarity but it's, I mean, it's roughly, I would say, one fiftieth the size of Britney's uh, diamond. So Brit- I don't know. Britney's oh, like a personal like trainer and everything, so I don't mean to indicate that she's not already in like excellent shape. But she is going to have one Popeye <laughs> arm in like ten years just because the ring is so heavy. Like, she that, will. You can't train for that. Oh, absolutely. I, I just don't know how. It's her ring finger on her left hand is just going to be like this. Like it's like going to be another arm. It's gonna be really. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be really intense. But I mean, seriously, so good powerful. for them. For those who are wondering, I have not yet been approached to perform the ceremony. No. I am still, I think, a licensed minister. And let's face it, the internet, I could get licensed again in like five minutes. You know, probably not with an actual denomination. But you know, these are details, Josh. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll 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 see. We'll update you on that one. It'll be the uh, the the. The Seth, uh, the Seth performing the nuptials watch. We'll think of something better than that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we do, because that hashtag sucks. <laughs> that was bad. Again, I'm used to Nate diving in with the with the with the goods. I I bring the ball to the one yard line, and Nate, I yeah. bring the ball to the red zone. I yeah. usually advance the ball to at least the fifty, <laughs> and you and take then Nate, the first carry. Yeah, I take the first carry to make it second down and six from the 24-yard line. (laughs) And then Nate runs a 10-play, 74-yard drive from there on out. And then I go, man, it's a good thing we established the run with me. You sure did. It's so important. I've always said that. My favorite thing from the rings, I I don't know if there's a lot to to break down other than, first of all, they, they are great. They're yeah. great. I wasn't actually worried that they would not be good, but I thought there was there's always a chance that something that's that garish will be a little bit tacky or something. <laughs> and it's not. It's beautiful. It's beautiful and I love it. Uh but the engraving on the inside of the deficits they overcame in each of their their three playoff games is and also like it's got the full logos of the Texans, Titans, and Niners inside there just like as a reminder of yes we did we did take your soul 24 points away 10 points away 10 points away uh that is the type of like petty little i mean like it's an honest flex right but it's a little bit they did not have to do that and that made me very happy yeah i'm with you that was good that was good analysis man we missed nate this is bad josh this is I don't I I want you to know that I value you as a part of this show in a <laughs> fundamental way. Yeah. No, you know what? But, you know what? <laughs> but but Nate and I never had this problem last episode. Well, yeah, okay, you want to really know what it is? Yes. <laughs> Man, hey, you can do the same thing Jazz does where she says yes that she wants <laughs> to know what I'm thinking, but you know, just there's something in there my my keen instinct Tells me that the actual answer is not yes. But I'm going to much, much like in my marriage with those conversations, I'm going to push through and just assume you mean it. So I, I have gotten into a bad habit. This is a confession. And I just, I've gotten into a bad habit while we record. 
is that you and Nate, you guys, you do your thing for a while, and maybe I'll look on Twitter. You know, maybe I'll kind of like. I've seen you like <laughs> tweets during this show. I've <laughs> to be fair, I've seen you tweet things, but you are much better <laughs> at, at multitasking than I am. I am like a, a seek and destroy. Like I'm one thing at a time, and so honest to God. I was barely paying attention while you were talking. I was like, man, Josh has got this. He's talking about these rings. And then you threw it back to me. I was like, oh my gosh, Nate isn't here. And he's going to (laughs) expect me to have been listening. But I'm locked in now. My laser focus, my friend, is on you and you alone. If you were right here, I'd be pointing two fingers at my eyes, then two fingers right at your eyes. Well, you know what? That's very close. That's good. That Because right here is where we need it. Because I want to talk roster projections we're gonna use nates so if he gets it wrong then it's really on him but if he gets it right we're gonna sound smart again cut down days on saturday might see a little bit of these uh, a few a few moves here or there over the over friday and and maybe saturday morning uh I don't know. There's a ch- we're recording this Thursday evening. You might get a cut tonight. It's, I don't know. J- right, right now, Jadavian Clowney is is half a Titan and half a Saint at this point. Yeah, which um, just look, the salary cap isn't real. It's fake. The Saints. It's a lie. The Saints are like every year. Every year I hear about this. Man, the Saints yeah. ain't got any money. And then it's gonna, like, hey, they signed Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> it but, is. But Alvin Kamara and Jadavian Clowney would might not be. Yeah, it's just insane. I honestly, just on a side note, and there's no way it's going to happen. I mean, you would have heard some rumors of interest. My understanding is Brett Veach doesn't, like he doesn't think of Jadavian Clowney as in like that same sphere as like, as like Frank Clark or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I honestly though cannot figure out why the Chiefs on a year they're looking to run it back and they're clearly got they're all in on repeating. Why not give him 12 million bucks for one year and just say, let's just wreck some fools. Let's get crazy. I wish they would, but that's probably why Brett Veach has a very tasteful yet gigantic Super Bowl ring. And well, tasteful's the wrong word. I that think was, it, I think it's I mean it's it's tasteful in a way that a ring with two hundred and some diamonds can be. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a fine line you're walking. But no, yeah. he's yeah he's half a saint. Maybe maybe they're gonna sign some kind of weird thing where he plays you know half the games in Tennessee. I don't yeah, know. That's perfect. That, that would be that would be interesting at least. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Roster projections and cut down day. I just want to remind people. Just keep in mind. These are people. Yeah. Cut down day is hard. And I think what are rosters this year? It's not 53. It's like 56 or something. Or? It's it. Well, so the Chiefs are going to carry more than that. Cause I think we're going to have three guys we'll talk about that are going to not be on an actual spot. So they will effectively have 56. The practice squad is expanding, but it's still a 53 man like active roster. Okay. And so, yeah, the practice squad expanding. Hey, that's a good thing. It's extra jobs here. Just keep in mind. And I, I understand it sounds sanctimonious to stay stuff like this, but I've just talked to enough people where it's just like, Look, man, I I have had not not people that made the practice squad, but I've had like college players that didn't necessarily get picked up after being undrafted, like mm-hmm. DMing me, asking me to share their tape, just like oh, mm-hmm. I just need a chance, and just like that's happened to me quite a few times. Like mm-hmm. there's a, a level of desperation there where like you are this close to your dream. You know what I mean? Like your yeah. whole life, you've been your best player at your high school, the best player in your college, or at least one of the very best. You've always been awesome. And then you don't get drafted. You kind of thought you would. And it's just, it's hard. Or you're a veteran at the end of it. Just keep in mind, these are people. And, you know, try not to relish people being cut or like joke about it. That said, Josh and I are probably going to make at least 15 inappropriate jokes about it at some point. So just do what I'm saying and ignore my actual existence and what I do. And I don't think that's asking for too much. Sorry, I was reading a tweet, but I bet that was really hard <laughs> Man, you've been waiting to fire that off for the last minute and a half. You're just like, oh, should I say Twitter? Should I say Facebook? Should I say Instagram? Should I say TikTok? I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even joke about being on Facebook at this point. I don't want I don't want people to get the wrong idea about me. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let, let, let's talk about what Nate's got on paper here. Yes. Um, because the, we have quite a bit to get through and not a ton of time. Quarterback-wise, nothing should be a surprise, right? That It's Mahomes, Henney, and Matt Moore. He has Jordan Tamu ending up on the practice squad. 
I yeah. feel like that in that series, right? You know, one thing I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that you've said is that you've got at least a little surprise in you about the fact that Chad Haney just immediately got the second quarterback job again and that Matt Moore is clearly QB3. Uh, yeah, I think Matt Moore is probably better. But I, what do I know? I'm not Andy Reid. They clearly like something Henny has. And Henny, the limited snaps he's gotten like in preseason and stuff, he's looked yeah. good in the offense. Yeah, we, we've just seen, we've seen none of him in real Chiefs offense, right? Right. So uh, maybe he'd look better than Matt Moore in that context. I don't Which, know. Which, I mean, hey man, wouldn't that be great? The Chiefs are legitimately in a position to where like, their backup, they could have their third string quarterback out there and I'd feel okay about it. Like, yeah, that's not for like weird. a long time, but yeah, no, I, I yeah. but like, like a even minute. as long as Mahomes was back for the playoffs, because I, I mean, someone asked an interesting question. I know this is going to take forever if we do it with every position, but someone asked, yeah. like, let's say you take Patrick Mahomes off this Chiefs team all year, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What happens? You know, it's they Chad Hay or Matt West for sure. I think they do. Like, they, I think I think they're still a 10 and 6 team, at least. Yeah, maybe. And better. maybe I, I think you could talk me into like 11 and 5 because win loss stuff, it's just so many things rise and fall on it. And that's just mm-hmm. the interesting thing. Now, I don't think they could win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. But although Jimmy Garoppolo almost did. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, but no, I think man. I think you're right. I think they'd win the AFC West and and that the the, the step from I mean, look, they did it with Alex Smith. A bunch. Yep. It, it, are Alex Smith and Chad Henney and Matt Moore, whatever, are they miles and miles apart? I, I don't yeah. I don't think I think Alex there's, Smith has been underrated in some ways, but like with Andy Reid, I think it'd be okay. Yeah, there's 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 a there's a sizable drop off there, and that's the difference between I think you can win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith with Andy Reid as your coach and every all the talent mm-hmm. they have, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can do it with Matt Moore. And I think that's where the the difference probably lies there. Mm-hmm. But you're still, I think you could still go and win a playoff game. They they just got yeah. a killer roster, man. One of these days, we got to just walk through, like, seriously, Brett Veach has just pitched a friggin' shutout since the 2019 yeah. draft until now. Like, we'll see how the 2020 draft looks, right? Mm-hmm. But if that draft is good, too, I mean, holy crap. Like, can you imagine if, like, Breland Speaks is suddenly good? I know we'll get there, but, I mean. We will. Gonna... Something, you literally talked about him pitching a shutout and how you wanted to talk about hit the entire roster, and I was just sort of sitting here going, like, yeah, Seth, that'd be awesome to do yeah, in this episode. Yeah, we should do that. that. We should really like, do that. Sounds like a good podcast. Let's talk about your favorite position, the running backs. <laughs> <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the starter there. That's obvious. Um, but Nate's got Daryl Williams, Darwin Thompson, DeAndre Washington all making the team, and also Anthony Sherman. So really kind of five running backs, right, if you count your old Sherman into that. Um, what do you think about that order of those guys? I've been on the, the Daryl Williams hype train. I'm staying firmly entrenched right here for him as my second. I, I think considering what they've shown everyone, I think it'd be crazy to consider anything else. It's easy to forget, but Darwin Thompson actually got a fair amount of run down the stretch last year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And people kind of forget that. I, I've had multiple fantasy football sites like or people that work for him kind of reach out because they always try to – they think I'm a beat reporter. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they're like, hey, what are you seeing in practice? I'm like, um, nothing. Actually, <laughs> I'm not allowed. I don't literally even nothing. Yeah. 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 They don't let me in the building like that's yeah. what I'm seeing is a is a nicely dressed guy with a security tag on saying, sir, you need to leave. <laughs> that's what I see. Um, A lot of them were asking about DeAndre Washington and we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess we'll see. This is another group where it's like, you know, if you ended up with Darwin Thompson taking significant snaps, I really wouldn't mind. I think he's talented. DeAndre Washington has started in this league and I think is a good fit for the offense. And Daryl Williams, I think they trust him. I think he's a good pass protector. And he's shown he can do a little bit in the receiving game. Um, I think the bigger difference between Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you'd see, well, in both the receiving and the running game, assuming Edwards-Hilaire's skill set translates, I think you'd see mm-hmm. a pretty big drop-off. But, you know, he he needs the blocking to be set up, right? And yeah. so that's ideally where Edwards-Hilaire stands out. But I feel good about this group, and I think the order there makes sense. But it's definitely... Um, it's definitely an interesting thing what they've done in terms of depth there in a league where most people don't give a crap what what who's playing running back. Yeah. I well and so see like I I look at the Chiefs running back list here as like the the depth chart as a really good example of why 
I'm not ever excited about paying or drafting a running back because if you did, and for all the reasons we talked about Clyde Edwards earlier, I'm just sort of removing him from this conversation. And I'm also letting Damien, like, like, let's let's bring Damien Williams back. Damien Williams, Darrell Williams, Darwin Thompson, DeAndre Washington. Take da- Damien Williams ops out. One of those guys gets hurt. Leonard Fournette was available 45 minutes ago. Like, I, I think what you see there with the guys currently behind Clyde are three dudes that you would not be stressing out if you saw them in the backfield next to Patrick Mahomes in most situations. And none of them are costing anything. Like, th- those are all guys that you say, all right, I think you can make work in this system. And that you're, you're not going to make the offense worse because you're on the field. I, the argument is that Clyde moves the ceiling up some, or at least the consistency of it, as you've pointed out many times over. Um, but if any of those guys have to end up on the field, I won't be freaking out about it, which I think is probably where you do want to be at that position in my mind. Yeah, definitely. If you got someone that can bring extra, which is obviously the idea with Clyde, Great. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a cherry Mm -hmm. on top of an offense that really, man, if things go well, I think this offense could be better than the 2018 offense. I really do. Um, You know, injury-wise. I um, think that's crazy, yeah. they, they, They could be so good. But yeah, so we'll just see. But even if he goes down, then you lose that cherry on top, but it's still a, it's still a hot fudge Sunday. What are you complaining about? You know, it's, it's still delicious or caramel <laughs> Sunday. It's all, I, I'm more of a hot fudge guy personally. Sure. sure. Um, I don't think I've ever really liked, I don't know. I mean, like there's nothing wrong with putting caramel on ice cream. I just don't think I never, i never want that first. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's What's fair. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? I'm a big caramel guy, so, you know, just yet another way, you and me, man, you know, (laughs) I'm a little bit country, you're a little bit rock and roll, you know, it just works, man, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm old, you're a baby, you haven't seen any films, okay, hang on. Okay, we gotta talk about this, I know we gotta go through the roster, but seriously, Predator Josh... Predator it. Arnold Schwarzenegger oh get to the chopper. Seriously? I knew that reference. It came out it came out seven years before I was born. I just a case lot of movies it. have come out since then. Yes, and they all sucked because Predator <laughs> was the apex. The apex. It's a really good movie, man. You got Jesse the Body Ventura. I ain't got time to bleed. Come on, man. Oh, you just I, okay, Jesse the Body Ventura is a former wrestler. Sorry, this movie, this movie had two governors in it. Yes, <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you, man. The special Why effects. Why did you sell it that way? That's incredible. I, I don't know. I sold it completely wrong. You still listen to me about <laughs> Unforgiven, but no, seriously. When I tweeted back to you, you honest to God, make me so angry. I'm afraid I'm going to hurt myself. I wasn't kidding. People thought that was hilarious, <laughs> and I was just like sitting there choking myself in my office. It freaked out my legal secretary. It was a whole deal. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit country. <laughs> um, you're a little bit rock has, and roll. This it, movie it, has two future governors of states in America. And they are brilliant in it. I'm telling you, you will enjoy Predator. It's a good action movie. And it also has, a, you know, now, you know, 30 years later, some great unintentional comedy in it, too. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, so. That seems good. Yeah, that's where the meme with Ar- it's Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, shaking Carl Weathers' hand. You know the meme of the of the giant white arm and the giant black that's arm. That's from Predator. That's from Predator. <laughs> I hope this is the soundbite Danielle uses, even though it has nothing to do with football. Um, Patrick Mahomes is good, but yeah, that's from Predator. You didn't know that. I only know Carl Weathers from Arrested Development, which I also just started Sweet watching. Sweet mother of God. Okay. Let's talk about Anthony It was Sherman. also in Happy Gilmore. Is that good? I haven't seen it. Come on. Now you're just teasing me. Have you really not seen Happy Gilmore? I haven't. And I don't want to get yelled at about this one on Twitter because I don't. I just don't want to hear about it. Okay. Why don't he you was set Apollo us up? Apollo Tiger- Creed? Yes, he was Apollo Creed. Holy crap, Josh. Seriously, I this is this is stop being a bit. I am going to get done with this. I'm going to drive down to Kansas City. Now, I don't know where you live anymore, which I think was intentional. <laughs> but I will knock on every door in Kansas City. 
And we I used to live in Oakland Park, so you should at least cast that net wider. And, okay. And I might not live in Kansas City properly. KCK or KCMO, who knows? We will watch Predator together. And it'll be like those two arms giving each other a high five, but very different because I'm not Arnold and you're not Carl. But I, I equally okay. buff, though. I would oh, say. Oh, well, yeah, I, I know. But yeah. seriously, how do you. <laughs> Carl Lewis. Oh, he's in Happy Gilmore, too. Holy crap. Um, but I bet Anthony I, so Sherman that, would be ashamed of you. I'm sure, but he'd have plenty of reasons to be. Um,. So are the are, are the Rocky movies good? Like, do I have to watch all of them, or can I just watch like the new one? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to do this. I refuse to get any more angry. Yes, the Rocky. The okay, Rocky can I movies can I tell good, you, Josh? Can I tell you why you're not? You are about to get more angry. Uh. Because Nate betrayed us. Nate took our trust. He took our heart in his hands. And yeah. he shattered it on the ground. He gronk spiked it like so many footballs. Because here's his wide receiver list. Have you seen that? I don't know if you read this yet. He'll tell you what it says. It says Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, Wait a Marcus minute. Kemp, end of list. I actually you know, what happened this episode, I didn't want to tell you till now. I fired Nate from this podcast. <laughs> Because he's a fraud. And he doesn't even explain himself here. He's a fraud. He said if Kemp hadn't returned, Jody Fortson would be the last receiver to make the opening roster. Oh, yeah. Instead, he'll probably start the year on the practice squad as one of the Chiefs' protected players. You know what? Look, has this turned into something of a bit? Yes, sure. I do think that he's got a skill set. To be fair, Marcus Kemp is a guy who can do some jump ball stuff, too. And Byron Pringle. I I have always liked Marcus Kemp I, I know I like him too. He he's got just hurt. if you hadn't gotten he, hurt, I think he would have been really good last year. I, I think he would have done well. And so I, I just here's the deal. That's a tough room to get in there. Um yeah. Byron Pringle, it's kind of interesting to me because he did play quite a few snaps. Like if you watch some of the snaps in the Super Bowl, you'll see Byron Pringle is on the field. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think they threw him the ball, but mm-hmm. like some of these guys, I mean, they've been through some stuff. And so I get it. And I know they really like Marcus Kemp. But I just, I just, I don't know. I really do think Jody Fortson could be could be good. I genuinely do. Now, we'll see. Byron Pringle and Marcus Kemp are definitely the safer picks because I think right now he's voting with his mind, not with his heart, which, as we all know, that's not what America's all about. So, <laughs> oh, he, oh, does have, he does have Jody Fortson and Garrick Jeter both on the practice squad, just so you know. Okay, that's fair, I guess. I had no idea. There's a dude. Okay, Maurice French. I thought there was yeah, three Fs in his name. No, it's and just I was just like, "Come on!" But no, okay, Ma- <laughs> no, it's yeah. He, Maurice French is, I think, a non-protected practice squad player here on uh, on Nate's list. Sure. We, so he actually has them carrying four because with Kalija Lipscomb also, he actually has four receivers on his practice squad. Yeah, but I, you uh, never see you never see guy with a really weird names make it like Lipscomb. You know what I mean? Or or French with two Fs? Can you imagine <laughs> yeah. two Fs on like on the back of a jersey because it's not lowercase, it'd be even stranger. Yeah. That would I want Maurice f- for French to make the yeah. to make Maurice the French. I like it. I like it. Hit the touchdown call for him would be would be fantastic. <laughs> do you think do you think we're accidentally bullying someone who's probably been bullied for his last name before? I think that if Maurice French were here, he would be more than capable. I'm guessing as a player who's been good enough to make an NFL practice squad, I'm guessing he hasn't been bullied all that much throughout his life. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. But I don't know. I don't know what happened at your high school. Well, you were homeschooled, so you you don't know this. Josh, I don't know if you know this, but the stud uh, football players – Generally, yeah. don't get bullied all that much. That's well, not- I was, I was, I was the stud football player at my home school also, and I got bullied plenty <laughs> yeah. by my parents. Yeah, but in your defense, you know, your little sister is pretty, pretty tough. So yeah, she is. No, that's <laughs> that's fair. I never. She took my lunch money every day, and she's like a full fifteen years younger than me. <laughs> but I listen, man. She's she's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about the offensive line because this was sort of a question, and then I think yep. that question stopped being a question 
almost like maybe the first time the Chiefs took the the field in in training camp. Yeah, because it always made the most sense to us. We we talked about this a number of times here and and on eight ten and everything. Left to right being Eric Fisher, Coletio Simile, Austin Ryder, Andrew Wiley, Eric Fisher, or Mitchell Schwartz, uh, right tackle, obviously. Sure. Um, that made the most sense. Osimile has played most recently at left guard. Andrew Wiley may have had his best snaps at right guard. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Mike Rimmers is a lock as a guy who can play any spot that's not center. Nick Allegretti making the roster on Nate's roster. Uh, on, on Nate's projection here because sure. he can play center. And then also Daniel Kilgore, who I know you took yep. a little bit of a look at. People can follow that all on, on your Twitter at Real MN Chiefs fan. Um, but he's the guy on that list that I at least have the least opinions about or did until I was uh, checking out your film review. Sure. Yeah, I, I reviewed four games of Kilgore's. Um, if you compare his 2019 film with Ryder's 2019 film, Kilgore mm-hmm. looks like the better player. Um, a little more, a little faster in space, uh, a little more comfortable against movement up front. Uh, probably not quite as strong. Uh, so, but I mean, if you, if, if you think about like what Ryder did in limited snaps, um, subbing in for Mitch Morse, man, I miss Mitch Morse just on a side mm-hmm. note. Mm-hmm. I don't mean as a football player. I mean, personally, I miss that. I mean, dude. I, mean, that dude I miss is a cool him. Dude. I miss knowing that he's here. Yeah. Like just, it made me feel safe. But anyway, um, so if you compare that 2018 film to Kilgore's 2019 film, they're fairly equivalent players. And it's important mm-hmm. to keep in mind with, with kind of average-ish linemen, you know, you're going to get some dips, some ebbs and flows. Now, Ryder has yet to show that he's an average lineman, right? Because he, he looked mm-hmm. like an average lineman in 2018, maybe even a little above average. And then he dipped to below average last year. So he might just be a below average lineman. But Kilgore, I mean, he's started a long time in the league. Right, uh, he's he's yeah. for years and years and years. So I, I don't think he's going to supplant uh, Ryder just because Andy Reid, generally speaking, doesn't supplant guys at least along yeah. the line. Right, like Wisniewski yeah, didn't get true. on the field much early. Right, and that was and then once he did, he kept it the rest of the season. Yes, and he probably well, and he, and I imagine what you're getting at is he should have been on the field earlier. Yes, Reid really yeah. values. I think as a former former line coach, I, I think he really values that sort of continuity. I will say mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty comfortable with this group. Um, I do think Wiley's best snaps throughout his career have been at right guard. So hopefully he can kind of bounce back from a pretty tough 2019. Um, so it's going to be kind of, I think Asimeli, I think you know what you have. I think you got a decent line in there. We know what we have with Schwartz. We know what we have with Fisher. It's just going to be if Ryder and Wiley have bounce back years and hopefully they do. And if they do, that's a, yeah. that's a group I'm very comfortable with. I'm comfortable with Remmers as the swing tackle. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's actually a group that I'm pretty okay with. It is a bummer that Martinez Rankin, um, you know, has, has that right knee rehab still going because I think he yeah. could have competed at that right guard spot. But if if we get six or eight weeks into the season and somebody is underperforming, maybe maybe Rankin can can step in and compete there as some. Uh, whatever fresh legs, not really the the case because obviously he's rehabbing, like you said. But yeah, I think I think that all uh, that all checks out. The one thing that I'm a little bit curious with, um, I I would wonder. This is so man, this is such a minute thing to have a moment to take a deep sigh about because you're gonna hear me say the thing and it's not particularly important. But I was a little surprised to see Nate have Allegretti and Kilgore because. Both of them are there because they can play center. Like that's that's their main trait. I'm mm-hmm. sure both of them can play guard also. And and you feel like Rimmers probably focuses a tackle, though he said he's played all four spots other than center. He's taken snaps there throughout yep. training camp. But it, it wouldn't surprise me a ton if they if they decided uh, between the best between Allegretti and Kilgore, and then maybe just held on to Greg Sinat or Yasir Durant. Um, or Daryl Williams, all guys that, that could end up in the practice squad also. Mm-hmm. And keep one of those guys maybe with with a little more uh, like swing versatility. But Allegretti is like a super young, theoretically developmental lineman. Kilgore is an old guy that could step in. So I know they're still serving different purposes there. But having having like three center first players on, on an offensive line with eight guys was a little bit of a surprise for me. But I, I it's not nuts. It's just one yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely weird because – 
we we've had we've had years where we were like, who is the backup center? You know, like yeah. we weren't yeah. quite sure. Um, and so I I wonder, and this is kind of reading into it. And I, for what it's worth, everything I've heard about Ryder as far as like a teammate and behind the scenes and with the rest of the offensive linemen and with Mahomes is that everyone really likes him. Like he is like he's mm-hmm. just he's, he's a good teammate. You know how I feel about good dudes. Yes. You know, yeah, I, do. I am very pro good dude. You're and in so of a good dude. I, I am. Um, shout out Mike DeVito. Good dude. So <laughs> um, I, I do think that it maybe if we're looking, if we're really trying to read the tea leaves, the fact that they hung on to a couple guys that can play center and felt the need to grab Kilgore, even though they already had Allegretti. And it seems like they're comfortable with Allegretti as maybe a backup. It makes mm-hmm. you wonder if they want someone that they can swap in there if Ryder can't maybe play a little better than he did for some of last year. Yeah. I think that's a totally fair reading, and we'll see on Saturday if that's actually how it ends up going. That is the offensive side of the ball, but we're not going to just dive in straight there because I want to make sure. Now, Seth, I'm going to really need you to rise to this particular occasion because Nate's not here, and this is this is when I need Nate as much as ever. Because fantasy football draft season is upon us, and due to quarantine, it's very possible that you might have Zeke's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way you like to gamble on football. Seth, your thoughts? Man, look, dudes, let's just listen. I, I'm, I'm here in place of Nate. You got to give yeah. me that same respect. I know I'm the substitute teacher. Yeah. I expect the same respect you would give Nate. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Dudes, listen up. I don't care how much your wife, your significant other, whatever says they don't mind, they mind, dude. It's gross. Take care of yourself. Come on. Don't be disgusting. <laughs> Nobody likes a disgusting guy. Take care of yourself a little bit. What, what, what's the phrase? I think there's supposed to be some sort of something that's getting handled. Can't remember quite what it is, but you can't do it when you're disgusting. So don't be gross. <laughs> there's there they, That is the, the tagline that they're not using that they should. Don't be gross. And when it comes to men's hygiene, I've been told that Manscaped is as good and safe as Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league, which is a line I'm going to read verbatim every time because it makes me laugh because these people are good at their job. So here's what, the, here's what Manscaped is offering you. It's the Lawnmower 3.0. It's the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology. Your nicks and snags will be reduced. So this is the perfect protection you need for your franchise quarterback, that one sneaks up on me every time. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and has an LED light on it, which is nice. I, I say that out loud. I've got like a uh, n- got to make sure I keep these boxes far apart because I've got like a, an electric drill that has a little LED light on the end. Again, yeah. do not please label those clearly. Store them <laughs> in different rooms. But I have that, you know, and I was I was installing a bookshelf. And doing like a little wall anchor thing uh, last week. And having yeah. a little light there was great. I had my whole my shot lined up. Lawnmower 3.0 helps you line up your shot where you don't wanna you don't wanna damage your drywall or anything else. So yeah. uh there's there's a new advantage from Lawnmower 3.0 as well. Lighting matters. Lighting matters. I Good once tried to so cut important. my own hair in the dark and I cut off a giant, just massive piece of hair. And I mean, there are risks, people. Lighting matters. Like head, head hair. Yes. Like, okay. Thank you for clarifying. Also, Manscaped just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is a perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. And here's what we can offer now. We're subscribers to Manscaped to get not one, but two free gifts. They get the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs you want to make sure you are in perfect handle-your-business mode? Get some high-performance boxer briefs. So here's what you can do. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC20, all one word, all lowercase, no spaces, the Athletic 2-0, the numerals there. It's time to boost your hygiene with the absolute besties with Manscaped. We also will now take a quick break to let you hear about one of The Athletic's newest shows. This is The Athletic Football Show. 
I think every football season is a big challenge in one way or another. Introducing The Athletic Football Show, an all-new podcast with me, Robert Mays, and a team of world-class NFL writers and analysts. We'll feature expert guests and our plugged-in beat writers from around the league. What Patrick Mahomes did in the last nine minutes is just absurd. You can subscribe now to The Athletic Football Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast provider of your choice. And stay with us all season long as The Athletic brings you what matters most in today's NFL. Defense time. There's a lot of names. We're going to make good time, though, through it, Seth. Across the defensive line, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Alex Okafor, Tano Passigno, Mike Pinnell, obviously there as well, but will not be on the active roster because of his two-game suspension. Uh, he also has, Nate has, Derek Nottie, Colin Sanders, uh, Saunders, excuse me, I know his name, Taco Charlton, Damon Harris, Breland Speaks, and Mike Dana. That is 10 defensive linemen there. Mike Dana makes it through. Obviously, one of those guys, though, will, will probably end up getting released, or or someone will, to make space for Pinnell whenever he's reactivated. Any any names on that list jump off at you? Man, I, the biggest thing that jumps up to me here is just that is a buttload of defensive linemen. I suppose, like you said, one will get cut, and so you end up with nine. But even They're also nine. almost all ends, though, which freaks me out a little bit with Pinnell mm-hmm. being out. It's Chris Jones and Derek Nottie slash Colin Saunders, mm-hmm. and then it's a bunch of ends predominantly. Yep. You can have guys kick in, obviously, but still. Right. Yeah, you're kind of – you're really counting on Pinnell to be back. You don't want anyone to really get injured. You can get away yeah. with three – defensive tackles but man you start going with two you're you're in trouble that's a position where you can maybe find a veteran but yeah it's just there's a lot of ends there i i imagine damone harris i know they were pretty happy with what he did last year they just Mm -hmm. drafted dana brett veach who has done an incredible job seems to have an otherworldly amount of faith in breland speaks so Mm -hmm. i guess and i mean Mm -hmm. i like okafor and i think to know passanio I think he did a nice job last year. Um, he, he's a good fit for uh, for the system. Um, still not as strong against the run as I'd like, considering that he's a massive human. Although someone told me, someone who attended uh, Saturday's practice, they said Passigno is noticeably bigger. And that seems I, impossible. It does. Like, and those of you who haven't <laughs> been to training camp, like to know Passigno is like a demigod. I mean, he, and it's so easy to like, oh yeah, these guys are all shredded. Like when he is standing next to another like NFL player and not just like, you know, another defensive end, but like wide receivers or someone you'd expect to be really shredded. He Mm -hmm. is, he looks like a Marvel character. Yeah. He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. How'd I do? Is that good? (laughs) That was so good. Only like more. And so like what 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 I was told, I was like, what does that even look like? And they said yeah. he's just as shredded. He's just bigger. And so it's like maybe maybe that'll help him be a little more stout. And he also closes on quarterbacks faster than they expect. And it's funny every time because he's got like these 20 foot long legs. And you always see quarterbacks like, I'm going to make the edge. Ah! You know, like he's coming very quickly. <laughs> And it is, it's hilarious every time you see them panic because he's a big dude. Um, Yeah, he makes good speed. Yeah, and this is a group I'm pretty comfortable with up front. Like, not pretty comfortable. I'm really comfortable with them. I like Alex Okafor. To know Passanio, I'm okay with. I really like Frank Clark. I really like Chris Jones. Nadi's done a good job. I've heard good things about Saunders. I mean, obviously, I like Mike Pinnell. A lot's going to rise and fall on like this these kind of unknown guys with Charlton Harrison speaks. If one of them can be like a genuine asset rotating in, I'm really comfortable with this defensive line. The one thing that I would add is that Nate mentioned some options if they wanted to move on from speaks, which I just Nate doesn't usually drop that kind of stuff in as a total throwaway, so that I thought was a little interesting. Um, I don't know anything in addition to that, but I don't know. That kind of stuff catches my eye whenever Nate writes it. The other thing is he mentions Tershawn Wharton as a, a UDFA, as a chance to, to make the practice squad. But he also mentions for- that he can also kick inside. And oh. I'm I'm tempted to look at maybe, maybe it's, you know, maybe Damone Harris ends up being the, the spot in there. Also, I don't know if Scout is making her appearance on the podcast clearly or not, but she's barking at something. Not relevant. Just something I wanted to acknowledge for everyone. Thank you. <laughs> That's the thank new you, world Scout, we live in. For your analysis. She's, she knew Nate wasn't on and thought we would need something else. Sure. Well, I think she heard us struggling through that first 20 minutes. It was like, oh my, I can't listen to this anymore. And so th- there was like a direct intervention there. 
That was funny. I would have laughed, but my mic was muted so I could open my door and yell at the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I really Let's appreciate the... you keeping. I really you tried to avoid hurting my feelings. That's very sweet. I did because I could hear you. I could hear you leaking confidence because you're like, oh man, I thought that was funny. Yeah, but I thought that was really hilarious. Was like, thing. No, if you you want to know the honest truth. I, yeah. I actually hesitated for a minute because I realized I said, oh, my God, instead of, oh, my gosh, and I felt Whoa, bad. whoa, Danielle, I, bleep that. Sorry, I know it's more work for you, but you've got to bleep that. It's, oh, you have to, so close. You have to oh, my goodness. Brand. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go to the linebackers before you, before you take the Lord's name in vain again. I'm just doing the best I can with what I got. Five linebackers yeah. on Nate's projection. Anthony Hitchens, Damian Wilson, Ben Neen, yeah. Willie Gay Jr., Dorian O'Daniel. Five. We're moving on. We don't have a lot of time left. Five. Five, Five linebackers. linebackers. You got like 19 linemen. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah we need linebackers too. And yeah. I just – well, this, I'm so here's, confused. Here's, here's the thing. is like, I mean, so, and again, practice squad candidates. He mentions Darius Harris and Omari Cobb. Yep. But, like, yep. I wasn't sure Dorian O'Daniel would have a good argument for being on this team. And he's the fifth linebacker pretty clearly, I think. Like, it's Hitchens, yeah. Wilson, Neiman, and Gay for sure. And then, I guess, yes. DOD. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know who else they're going to have replace him. I, it's been a very interesting thing. A lot of fans I know aren't psyched about Neiman. I think Neiman's a smart player. Um, and he, he, he knows where he needs to be. And, again, you know, Chiefs fans, I'm telling you that Steve Spagnuolo and Matt House like Anthony Hitchens more than you do. Almost yeah. certainly. There yeah. are a lot of fans that, that that take Hitchens for granted. And and I'm not saying he's a star. Do I think maybe they should have given him that contract? I'm not sure. But he is a good player. And he's he's done what they've asked him to do. He is limited, I think, in ways maybe they didn't anticipate. Um, and the fact that they've got like Willie Gay Jr. not necessarily playing the will position is weird. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just overall weird to me. When you think about it, like that they have four guys on the line every play. And so you've got 10 defensive linemen and you've got three, one guy fewer linebackers out there. It's like, how many need? Yeah. I don't know. Five. five like Probably. Yeah. And yeah, so this is a group with some potential holes. I like, I like it for the most part, but you can see problems emerging if gay isn't able to maybe seize a role early. My thought there is that they, they will probably run with two linebackers the, gr- the grand majority of the time. And, yep. you know, Dan Sorensen provides a little flexibility. But I also look at, like, the corners, and there are five guys on here. Uh, Rashad <laughs> Breland obviously being suspended for four games. That's so, woof. But I know, I know. Corner, corner goes Ward Fenton, uh, Antonio Hamilton, Legereus Sneed, Thakarius, Bo Pete Keys. Man, I, I think at this point. quick. It does. I think Antonio Hamilton starts outside week one. I, I loved what he – his press conference was legitimately interesting. Um, yeah. And he talked about how he's gotten – he gets 10 snaps at outside, 10 snaps in the slot, and 10 snaps at safety pretty much every every uh, practice, it seems like. And I, I apologize if I end up getting it wrong. One of the DB's coaches, I think it was Sam Madison – and not Dave Merritt, but one of the two of them specifically mentioned Kendall Fuller when talking about Antonio Hamilton. And yeah. I I find that comp pretty interesting if they can kind of pull mm-hmm. that off significantly cheaper. But yeah, that group is thin, clearly thin. It's it's, it's just crazy because, again, you're not having Breland the first four weeks. Yeah. And so you're, you've got Ward Fenton and then just no one that we have any familiarity with. Um. I would think that if they didn't, and this is where I'm trying to figure out, you know, you always try to give the benefit of a doubt. I would think if they didn't have faith in Hamilton and Sneed and Keys, they would have been in on Logan Ryan, although I think he got overpaid, frankly. But mm-hmm. you'd think they would be looking to pick someone up, but they seem confident and yeah. I'm, I'm gonna enough. put a pin. I'm gonna put a pin right in there for one thing. I want to ask after we get through the full roster, um, because I you touched on something there that I was I literally just written down on a little corner of my legal pad here. Um, real quick, Nate safeties: Tyron Matthew, Juan Thornhill, Dan Sorensen, Armani Watch, Tedrick Thompson. I think that all makes a lot of sense. Maybe Adrian Colbert uh, has to compete. If I made you pick between Watts, Thompson, and Colbert, and you had to pick two, who would your two be? Um, I would pick Watts and Colbert. Um, I think Colbert's hmm. film last year was better than Thompson's, but you know, that, uh, I, and I like how fast Colbert is. 
Um, I think he's a better center field type, and I like Armani Watts. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty clearly going to be Matthew Thornhill Sorensen. A lot's going to depend on whether Thornhill's able to go like in week yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. if he is, because then, okay, well, we'll have, you know, Sorensen and Thornhill play a lot of safety snaps. You move, you move Matthew to the slot and all of a sudden, oh, hey, look, it's just Warden Fenton, guys they know and trust. So maybe that's part of the reason they don't think they need to do it. Either way, it just freaks me out, man. Like that's, I, I'm... I'm trying not to repeat the same mistakes of last year. I'm thinking like mm-hmm. it all is lost with the corner position. But man, last year we were freaking out this time of year and they're thinner than they were. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm still nervous, but that's <laughs> I, I I'm guessing I'm guessing that there's there's something between Hamilton and Sneed, at least in that combo, that that Steve Spagnolo is more confident in than we've had any reason to be, because we haven't seen them do anything yet. Like I'm not going to uh, yell at anyone for not believing that Legarius Sneed is a definite day one starter, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, special teamers: Harrison Bucker, Tommy Townsend, James Winchester. There is your trio. There is your fifty-three man roster from Nate. The thing I want to ask you in like a minute here, Seth, is mm-hmm. with cut down day coming, that will there will be guys not on not anywhere in Nate's story that will be on the roster. The Chiefs are going to add somebody. That's gonna that's gonna happen. It will be less than in years past, obviously, because. Some guys the Chiefs cut will be picked up elsewhere, but I would bet there's somebody. I'm curious what positions you're looking at to say, all right, veteran that gets cut here, here, or here, what what are those positions that jump out to you? It's got to be cornerback, right? Like everywhere else, like with linebacker, we joked around, but I, I get it because they're probably going to only have two linebackers on the field most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, safety, they're set. Um, offensive line, they're largely set. Tight end, I mean, maybe if like someone unexpected gets cut at tight end, but I think Nick Kaiser fits in with what they want from the position. Yeah, I like, I, did we skip tight ends? I don't remember. I like I like we Ricky definitely Jones skipped and tight Nick ends. Kaiser. I like them both. But yeah, I like Nick Kaiser. He can block and he can catch the ball, and those are the two things they need from their tight end too. Um, yeah. <laughs> analysis. Um, yeah, good. We did. And it. so I, I just yeah, it's got to be cornerback because it's just like holy crap. Like it is just so thin. So I, wrote I don't down, know. I wrote down three positions, and I wrote down interior defensive line, linebacker, and corner. Mm-hmm. I don't trust that they're going to try to bring somebody in at linebacker to try to get the system down in th- four days. Yeah, um, I don't see it. And an interior defensive lineman is is first on my list because you can have that guy step in and help in Pinnell's absence. Like Prince of Mukamara mm-hmm. just got cut, and he spent time with with Spags. And with uh, with Dave Merritt, like that, that was out there. Like there, there have been guys that have shown up that you mm-hmm. could say, oh, well, maybe bringing him, you know, again, Logan Ryan, whatever. Like, and there hasn't been any of them. Maybe somebody gets cut and that they like more that Brett Veach has a scouting profile on, but I don't know. That's yeah. my analysis. Nope i i I agree with it. Those are the two areas I could see, but mostly corner because I think interior linemen you can even get away with only having one nose tackle out there because you can just mm-hmm. rotate in different fronts. Yeah, and so I just but you can't hide that third corner. Yeah, it freaks me out. Um, but you know, I mean, they could have drafted one in the first round or whatever. But they're like, well, running backs are super important. They have to establish the run, and that's what you've said. You know, this whole time, and I got to get taste because of it. So. Man, I'm still. You have not no totally idea how deep it. I'm going to bury that taser into your sternum. <laughs> if you want to get everything written from the athletic, theathletic.com/slash timesars for forty percent off your first year. You can tweet Nate uh, at by Nate Taylor and tell him how much you miss him. You can tweet Seth with uh, taser theories uh, at Real MN Cheese Fan, and you can tweet me about which type of pepper I should have Seth eat at JB Brisk. You can tweet about the show with the hashtag TimesRs. Nate, or er, Nate's not here. Seth, say something. Ah!